listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen still. Mm-mm. No, I just, I'm not even going to say who I am. I'm just not Jen. We're going to be a ghost. That. <gasps> we have some questions for our guest about that, so we're going to get into it. <laughs> Guys, it takes a village, and we bring you this show weekly with our stories, tips, and expert guests to help you navigate the complicated worlds of dating and relationships. So in help us in the podcast world by doing your part and rating our show and leaving comments about what you think. You guys just find us at It's Complicated Podcast on iTunes and rate and comment and tell a friend. I mean, why would you not want to share this wonderful advice with your friends? Because we're giving you really good tips on dating and relationships and sex specifically this episode. So, you know, if you want to be having good sex, you need to share it with the world. If you're not having good sex, it's your fault because you're not sharing our tips with everybody. What if you're just not having sex? Like, Or some if you're know. not, but that's <laughs> fine. There's other ways you can pleasure yourself, but oh, we're going to have all of these things on, on this episode in particular. But not only does it help the whole world have better sex and dating and relationship advice, but it helps us because it allows us to bring you guys sponsors and offers. It keeps the lights on for us here and the show running. And then we're able to keep contributing to the village that it takes for all of us to be a part of in order to date. I mean, do you do you date by yourself? You don't. You send a text thread to all your girlfriends like, how do I answer this question? Or if you're a guy, sometimes you do the same thing. Like, I mean, how often do you have guys say like, all right, I'm dating this girl yeah. and I need this help. What does this mean? And yeah, stuff. so help us help you by sharing. Share the love. Five stars. And guys... We've got Sex Ed the Musical podcast host, Wet and We... Oh, boy. I need to... You've already... Maybe it's the thought of sex. I'm already nervous, <laughs> I guess. We've got host Wendy Miller in for a modern-day sex ed class, jammed with just the tips and all things sexy time, like the birds and the bees and sex with three. That's right, you guys. Wendy Miller is an Emmy... This is why I think you're a little put off. She's an Emmy-winning producer, comedy writer, and host of the podcast, like we said, Sex Ed the Musical, which... You guys is really fucking hysterical and has like cute jingles and it's just an awesome, awesome, awesomely produced show. And we can all see why, because we've got an Emmy winning producer here. She's also produced and written for Lifetime, NBC, Oxygen, TV Land, The Oprah Show, No Big Deal, The Wayne Brady Show, Love, The Tonight Show, VH1, ABC, Travel Channel, Walmart, ABC, Family and Paramount, to name a few, wow. Or to name make like us, all of them. Make <laughs> us feel like we're accomplishing things, Wendy. Well, we're striving for greatness yes. <laughs> in her presence. And guys, in 2010, Playboy TV approached Wendy to create a brand new type of programming. Upscale, network-quality, sex-positive shows designed to keep married couples sexually in sync. Wendy jumped at the opportunity to create a brand new genre of sex-positive programming, for couples. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And in this is awesome, I think, because in Wendy's efforts to research and become a sexpert, she surrounded herself with some of the most well-known sex educators, bringing Emmy-winning producers from HBO, Fox, and ABC. She immersed herself in a world of free of sexual shame and learned about sexual techniques, pleasure, uh, new tools to enhance excitement and communication between couples and how to help women create the sex life of their dreams. Because like, 
men always talk about how good the sex is and the, the women it's like they're more shy about it or something so i feel like it's like well that damn the stigma opening and meaning the, the conver- i know it's like that all needs to go away wendy obviously is on top of that uh-huh and she's attended national sex conferences dragged her nervous husband to observe suburban sex parties oh my that's, God, that's a real so thing we have to yeah I that's not just no more that's just not just on tv shows guys no spend time living among swingers toured dungeons, learned everything she could about consensual non-monogamy and alternate lifestyles, toured nude lifestyle resorts, I mean, befriended sex workers, and embedded herself in worlds most people don't even know exist. Like, I thought these things were all made up. And also, sex workers is the term now. You don't say the other things. What were the other things? Prostitute, oh. hooker. Sex worker. Sex worker Because that's more dignified? Say. No, because, well, yeah. they're that's, Like flight attendant. They're doing their, that's their job, and those things are like not, they're frowned upon terms. Aren't they illegal? I mean, yeah, but still, they're sex workers. All right. We can also talk about that more. Nah. Um, Wendy <laughs> is a board-certified sexologist, you guys. She's produced over 200 hours of sex-positive and sexual advice shows. Wendy is the host of the podcast, like we said, Sex Ed the Musical, and is currently finishing her memoir about her seven and a half years as head of programming for playboy tv and how it changed her life i can't even imagine in marriage in so many ways she's very excited about turning her the turn her career has taken and looks forward to her podcast and the humor and empowering women all over the world to have their sex lives um be the sex lives of their dreams right guys i mean that's like what we're all striving for I'm just striving for somebody to have sex with and <laughs> at this see, point. It's, it's it, on a level of somewhere in the sex realm for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone could have sex if they tried. So this is, we're going to help you yes. help yourself. Guys, she's done it all in the name of research. And eventually, the student became the master. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Wendy. Hey, let's get dirty, ladies. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. God. Oh, <gasps> that is just the way to get in. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Um, well, in interest of keeping things complicated, we're going to talk about how some of our complications in life, some of them have to do with sex. Some of them don't. Some I have mean, to do with a lack of. Some <laughs> have to do with a lack of. I think that... Um, but you guys are like super duper hot. Like, how is oh. it? We have to talk about this. What's really <laughs> happening here? Well, I well, think Lauren's it, engaged, so she has sex. Okay, I do. But sometimes it's not. I mean, there's also my fiance has a nine year old, and so there's days where she's with us, and like by the time she gets to bed and we sit down on the couch, it's like game over. It's hard. So tired. Yes, it's challenging, yeah. and you have to make it a priority. You have to make it a priority. I think that it's like not waiting till the end of the night, but then if you have a child there, you can't. You have to wait till she's a bed and, in bed and asleep. So it's like, and it's a small place, it, so, real small. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand why you yeah, wait until like she's knocked out. Planning and scheduling happening, and Jen is single, so she's choosy about who she's having sex with because she doesn't want to just. I mean. I, for me, it's a, like a whole thing that I I don't want someone even in my personal space if I'm not that into them. Like, I want them to go when I want them to go. I don't want them in like my, leave my you like, mean. and also in my personal space being my like body. Like, I don't I don't yeah. know you. I'm not gonna enjoy this. Uh, you are weird that and all possibly makes a convicted sense. felon. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's perfect. That makes Thanks. perfect sense. Like, it's like icky. Like for me, I just I agree. Back in the old timey times where I was like young and fun and like drunk, probably like I feel like I was like more open yes. to just having fun. But now, just having fun doesn't mean that anymore to me just having fun would be with somebody I actually like for it to be fun otherwise it's kind of hellish you're searching for something on another level it, trust me there are sex things that happen too. again timing wise like even if 
if James wants to do something sexually and I'm like, no, not right now. And like, he is kind of trying to like, no, please, no, please. And like, keep it, it takes me right out of it. It happened just the other day. I'm like, well, now I thought I just had to stop and tell you, no, not in like a weird, like bad way, but like four times. And now I'm like, I don't, can you not like now I'm out of it. Now it's like women are like mental, I think very emotional and mental. And so I was just, it's like sometimes even if you're having sex, they're like things can go awry in the session. Yeah. That, that's the, the thing session. is you, you really shouldn't be negotiating <laughs> no. while you're fucking. No, is the thing I know. Can I swear on the show? Yes. All you want. Okay. Trust us. So yes. th- it's critical that if there's things you want to try, if there's things you want to communicate, you don't do it while you're lying next to each other naked. Cause that's just going to mess everything up. Right. I know. But like, let's say he wants to, I don't know. Let's say he wants to go down on me. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm showered and things. Like, sometimes I can't. I'm like, no, I'm not right now. Like, I'm fine. I'm all set. <laughs> but, like, then he's like, no, but, no, but, no, but. I appreciate your enthusiasm. But, like, now I've had to, like, now we're talking about it. And I don't want to. But how do I? I mean, do I just say something after? Like, so if I give you, like, a gentle no, like, move on because we don't want to be negotiating in bed. What's wrong with saying, hey, give me five minutes and just going into the bathroom and taking oh. care of your downstairs business so okay. you feel good and you can relax? Okay. I mean, but what if I, what if I just, I mean, okay, is that the only answer though? Or could Absolutely I? not. If you're not in the yeah. mood, then it's totally, it's your call. So then after I should say, point that out, like next time if I am kind of hinting that I don't or saying no to something, can we just move on? Because it takes me right out of it. No like, means no. Yeah. No means no. Hello. Yeah. Also, then you probably feel bad because you had to even yes, say no. And I know. it's like that layer of guilt that came like, oh, now I'm telling him no. And I'd rather him have just taken the first no and moved Hello. on. But I mean, you can, you can soften it up. I mean, when you're dealing with these people, they're generally kind of stupid. So you need to soften these, things. These little. people meaning men. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah. We so say this all I the think time. the yeah. best thing for you to say is, you know, honey, I love you. I'm super into you, but I'm really not. I'm not in that place right now. I'm not feeling great. Um, can I get a rain check? Yeah. I mean, these are yeah. all things that you can ask for. Let them know that it's not him yeah. and that, you know, you're just not there. I mean, they don't realize it's like it, women have a lifetime of shame that we have to go through. And yeah. I know so many women, unless they're lesbians, so many women who cannot have orgasms from oral sex because they have been convinced that there is something wrong with their downstairs business. Really? Yes. A lot of women have shame. That's why they. That's why Summer's Eve sells douche for like you know fifty years, and women are buying that stuff even though it's terrible for you. Yeah. All of those products. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. And the problem is, is that we've either been brainwashed that there's something wrong with us, and that's why guys don't want to go down on us. I'll tell you right now, hmm. guys don't want to go down on us because they're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> because I, it's easier to go down on a girl than a guy. Oh, hell yes. Right? I mean, I wouldn't know personally, but I'm just mechanically. Yeah. Like, no, giving a blowjob is a fucking job for a re- It's called a blowjob. It's not. We say this all the time. It's not a blow vacation. No, it's not. There's, there's a lot of real estate to cover. Yes. Trust me. It's uh, a lot easier for, a, for to go down on a woman. Yeah. And we've all been convinced that there's something wrong with us and there's something icky about us. Uh-uh. None of that is true. Everybody is fine. Everybody is awesome. Everybody thinks there's something wrong. Yeah. If you got a chance to look at 55 vulvas, you'd say that they're all different. They're all <laughs> weird. They're all unique. They're all beautiful. Yeah. There's no standard. Like you True. look at these porn snatches that have been, you know, surgically altered and you think, well, I don't look like that. There must be something wrong with have me. Have they been surgically altered? Yeah, they oh have all goodness. sorts of. They, yes, they have all sorts of surgery. Why? Because they're like too flappy and they want to make them a, like Or like the ones contained. that go out instead of in. All of the above. Man, is nothing 
authentic so, anymore. So what is the what is the a goal that everyone's trying to get to? A, a tightly enclosed vagina with no meat curtains anywhere visible? Oh well, my God. well, who would that benefit? I know, but I'm just saying, is that the surgically that the altered? Like people most most often like surgically alter their boobs to look in a general vicinity of like big and perky. So what's the the goal in the vaginal? Yeah, what's the perfect vag yeah. that they're all striving for? Like, yeah, what do they like, all end up looking like, like? Totally minimal and, you know. A just little, like little, yeah. uh, like a little butt. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, that's not and real. And a lot of us don't look like that. And there's nothing know, wrong with I that. I didn't even know that that was a thing. So, yes. So women have shame. We have shame about our bodies because we've either, either you look at the only, you know, the only genitals you can see are t- t- typically in porn. Yeah. And those have been surgically altered frequently. Wow. And it's very rare for women to be like, I'm rad and I'm cool and that's fine. Because you know what? You are rad, you are cool, and it's totally fine. Yeah. And you just have to know that. Well, and then there's that like, okay, so you didn't shower or whatever. There's, did I shave? Am I showered? Do I smell like the day? Um, is the light on? Like, there's just there's so a many lot of things. things going on in a woman's head that's generally. Right. Like, I don't think that men are really like that, are they? Nope. No, we need a lot more time to get yeah. aroused, and then we need a lot more. We need to shut off the day and shut off the judgment and shut off the shame and shut off all the things that we were raised with and that were pounded into our heads. And, like, obligations and, like, how to get dinner ready and also, like, I have emails to send and, like, a million things. Yeah, totally. All the things. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with anyone who's having trouble either having an orgasm or getting aroused. You just require more time, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And your male partners may not know that because you've either been, like – presenting as having a great time or <laughs> accommodating them yes. for so long that like they've presenting. enabled them right no, it's it's actually very true but they want to be guys want to be awesome in bed everyone wants to be a great sex haver yeah so you need to give them the tools help them out help a guy out maybe they yeah. don't want to take directions but yeah. you could say hey i really like when you do that or hey i need a little bit more time every, every guy wants to be like a hero in bed right yeah right and i actually wish that we could like have like a female summit about like how to retrain guys for like the mistakes women made in the past where they acknowledge that these people were good in bed even though they weren't or like that they were good kissers even though they weren't like we got to reverse time and make them better let's just make men great again let's just start from now let's stop enabling guys let's stop pretending to be having a great time yeah let's be honest let's love our bodies and let's just say hey i'm really glad you're here you're super great but i need a little bit more time can you do this can you do that and advocate for yourself you know how many women can do that not a lot. No. It's like hard to, I mean, again, you don't want to be like negotiating in bed. I mean, I guess there's a way to be very cut and dry about it, but it's like, yeah, I feel like it's even hard to talk in bed. Like sure. sexy talk? Yeah. It's like not natural for me. Oh, dirty talk? Yeah, yeah. It's like not natural for me. And I know like it's not that big of a deal. It's just like not, I don't know. It did, just, did I feel the same way. I was raised like speaking, I would say, properly like I don't know like a 50s household like it was very Pleasantville in my home so like if I said damn people were like what like so I I just didn't hear it and to me it's so uncomfortable like basically I just curse and that's about it but I don't like say dirty things I don't even like vulgar comedy I don't like vulgar things I have a friend who was having sex with her their husband at the time and he said hey you speak dirty to me she's like ah he goes come on you speak dirty to me she goes um okay uh you're a fucking asshole because you never empty the dishwasher (laughs) I was like Hang on, that's not that's what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> but she, you know, it wasn't her thing either. But yeah. it's something that you can practice, and it's actually really fun. Is you, it? Yes, it's I, very how fun. Do you, okay, 
There's it's, a lot it's of questions about that. uncomfortable for you. How does that become fun as a desensitization? And oh, how you know do you, you go saying. do everything that's uncomfortable for you? Because eventually it won't be uncomfortable. Well, you also have on your podcast, um, you have had, there was a woman that um, came on and she was very, very like vanilla housewife. And then mm-hmm. she became like a threesome picker upper. Yeah. Um, and what was the show? The, sexually, the sexually Adventurous Woman. Yes. Yeah. And she didn't, it's like, I guess she was afraid, but she didn't even know that once she started doing it it was something that she actually liked that's right her husband so. first of all her husband convinced her she, was, she was bisexual, bisexual. <laughs> and she was like do you think huh? she really is though i mean i know her she is bisexual i feel like she but just... she wasn't until he but it was like it, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a long climb okay i mean it was probably just something she never really thought of but then right. when they you know but you'd be surprised how many things that you have given power to that you know it's like so many things you've given power to that you just won't go near and sometimes just trying them just once as long as it's consensual and it's not something that's against your core values Mm -hmm. uh you might find that either a you really enjoy it or b okay it's not my no big deal but i tried it it's like it it takes away its power so how do you for example with dirty talk Mm -hmm. how do you then start I mean, what are some like gateway phrases, I guess you could use? Because if it all feels not natural or not authentic to you Mm -hmm. or something that's just like, I don't know, it could maybe take you out for a second, you know, then how do you or make you feel silly slowly or or shock your partner, too, because they might be like, what the fuck? Mm. Like, that's not. So how do you like slowly ease your way in to then opening the door to maybe the next time it's bigger or different or to the point where then you're like, I don't like it. But how would, how do you dip your toes in the water? I think, uh, I think the first time I ever did it, I was afraid. I was also afraid that I was going to look like a, a complete idiot. Yeah. And what I did is I channeled my sluttiest friend and I thought, what would my slutty, I had this friend, I was driving down Beverly Boulevard. She pointed at the Bev center and she said, you see that guy with those giant billboards on the Bev center? See that guy, the Calvin Klein model? I go, yeah. She goes, I fucked him last night. I mean, this friend of mine was like everything. She was just a party girl. Whoa. She was my Samantha. (laughs) And so I would kind of think, what would she say? Like, because she was just fearless. Yeah. And again, it's all about, we have so much judgment coupled with sex and we've got to uncouple them and make sex more about play and fun. Right. Because... He ain't thinking about that. He's just really grateful to be there with you. Yeah. And if you start getting freaky, as long as it's not like crazy over the top that he can't handle, he's going to be down for it. Yeah. He is. Hmm. I know. I'm like, try. I mean, there's some, you know, it. Yeah. I just. Sometimes you could just say what you're going to do to him. Okay. Say, you know, you know, I really, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I really like blah, blah, blah. And, and like, like. Oh, that's a good, that's a good like gateway. Right. I'm gonna yeah. do this, kind of like narrating what you're gonna do. Yeah. But also, do you like when I do this? It's like not even like dirty talk because you're just saying what you're doing. Yeah. So like in the if you're thinking about it and you're afraid of dirty talk, you just be like, I'm gonna just tell you the things. Yeah. It might even be hard though because it's like you could say like, um, yeah, like I'm gonna you know lick you here mm-hmm. and then do it. Or you could be what much more descriptive, which could be way dirtier. And instead of saying dick, you could say cock. I mean, that right. could start getting like there. Uh, then it gets real scary. So like you, maybe you just say, I'm going to do, I, do you like it when I do this and then do the thing that could be like the gateway. Right. In. Like a question. So it's also like involving and he's getting excited. And then maybe next time you could use a just more of a descriptive word. 
there's no rules here, guys. I mean, we're just trying to figure this out. I'm trying out. to, I'm honestly asking for me. I'm, because I'm I would like, love for you to be more adventurous and maybe, maybe when you're going down on him, say, you know, I'm going to, or, or, or whatever. I mean, you can start talking your way through it. Yeah. You could start telling him what you want him to do to you. Oh. By the way, which will turn you on. Yeah, because then it starts getting you thinking That's right. about, yes. That's okay. Right. Okay. I like that. So there's lots One of... One day I'll do these things again. <laughs> you will. You will. Psyched. Baby steps. That's yeah. all. It's baby steps. But yeah. it takes time once you meet somebody to get to that place too. Because if, if yeah. it's already something that feels unnatural for you, you're not going to like... And I doubt you're doing this, but it's not like we're suggesting... Go out with a guy on a couple dates. The first time you're having sex, see if you can dirty talk because it's like you don't right. even know him. Or you know? tell him what to do. Unless, <laughs> unless, you know what though? There was one guy that I did date. I knew him from like my hometown. And once we started like having sex, which was right away basically because I already knew him. It was kind of like that. And I don't know if it was because I was comfortable with him or maybe he brought that out in me some But I didn't have a problem saying certain things to him because I... It was like, I don't know. It didn't feel weird at all. Even thinking back on it, I'm like, that's so weird. Why did I do that? Also, I think something happens when you are engaged or getting married to someone that oh. suddenly you think, I'm this person's wife. I can't be the total whore that I used to be. <laughs> and you need to tap into that total whore sometimes because that person's really fun. Yeah. And your husband or partner or wife won't get mad. I mean, I think that you're right about that. But for some reason lately, I'm like newly-ish engaged. I've been thinking like, I should probably step my game up a little bit because like we're going to be married forever. And like, I don't want it to get boring. And I'm like trying to make, think about. Well, instead of out of fear, why don't you step your game up a little bit? Because you want to have more fun. Yes. And that too. I do think that what's probably initially prompting that is me feeling like, well, this maybe sometimes our sex feels kind of like a pattern. Mm-hmm. Like it starts like this and it ends like this. Yeah. Because we know what we like. So that's it's right. like, and that's like a normal thing I would imagine. Totally. But shake yeah. it up, dude. Shake yeah. it up. Because then there might be other things you guys like that you add to it. Totally. But also I would, I would say if you are on a schedule and you're probably just trying to like get it done, then sometimes, yes. sometimes the pattern makes sense. Cause you're like, well, it's tried and true. We know yes. this. Like if it ain't broke. Right. But, but then if you have extended periods of time. Yeah, it's not always where it's like that. I mean, yeah, sometimes it's like that, but it's not always like that. So when in those moments, just be, you know, cognizant. There's more time. Maybe we could be a little more playful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe you can have a night with just the two of you and you don't have your stepdaughter. Yes. And maybe you spend the night in a hotel. Oh, hotel sex, that. right? I know. Why is that totally? It's just it's so different. It's the greatest. It's like. But why? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, a different it's a, bed. It's like always like fluffier. And it's a new yeah. place. Shiny. It's like exciting. Something and elicit about it. You're you're paying for a room with a bed. It's like, what else are you fucking gonna do? But also, you are essentially like removed from your responsibilities when you're somewhere else, and you don't True. necessarily have your computer, and you don't have right. obligations because you're somewhere else. Clearly, meant to be somewhere else than your normal life. So it sort of removes you from your normal life and removes you from the normal patterns and fears you might exactly. Play with in your I head. mean, yeah. I'm I'm in my bedroom, and I look over, and I'm like, oh, there's that thing I have to fix on the wall. Yeah. And, oh, there's right. that laundry. Oh, there's the bills I need to pay. It's like it's all a distraction. Totally. You're in a hotel, and everything is just zhuzhed perfectly. Oh, and I love a perfectly zhuzhed room. Right. Everything in my house is in the right spot. All the time there you go well and in someone else's room it's there too because i mean they just make it perfection so why not have all the fun and like mess it up because then you don't have to clean it either and then that that's another thing you don't have to worry about cleaning up any shit no it's not that there's shit involved unless that's something that you like then no judgment okay speaking of things people like and how you were saying like you might like you should just try everything even if it makes you uncomfortable 
and then you figure out if, if you like really don't like it or not. Are there any limits to that? Like, absolutely. So, like for instance, it keeps coming up. But, uh, this is yes. I know exactly so where you. There is a person that we have heard likes asphyxiation, uh-huh. and at some point, like we were like, is that just choking? Is that like almost death? We don't know what it is. So we like have asked people. Like we've had sex with Emily on our show before, and we're friends with her, and like asked her and. So she mentioned that it is a quite dangerous situation. Yeah. So like, first of all, why does somebody need that? Why does somebody do that with them? Is it unsafe? Should people try it? But anyway? there's different levels of it, I'm assuming. But asphyxiation is asphyxiation. It's not like light choking. Is there light asphyxiation? I mean, maybe. There is light choking. But I mean, yeah. what have about you ever had sex as- with a guy who tries to like sort of grab your neck or anything i've I, never been I've approached never. that way no. i haven't either but i mean i would set that boundary anyway because i'm not good with that yeah i would assume some people like a feeling of like something on their neck like a little light grab or a tug and then i, I would imagine if someone's into full-on autoerotic asphyxiation they're going to have to talk to you about it because there's rules and things but I don't know what those are. Like safe just, words and such. Yeah. Here's Which, the by thing. the way, growing up when I my parents were like, okay, if you're going to sleep at a friend's house, like, let's have a safe word so that if you call us, you don't have to say, I hate this person, get me out of here. You what say was the it, safe lemon? Word. Yeah. I but, knew it. Yeah, because I didn't realize safe words were like for sex. So I would tell people this all the time. They're like, that's weird you had that with your parents. I'm like, <laughs> why? It's to keep me safe. They just used <laughs> the term for that. But really, it was, that's cute. But now I actually wonder if my parents even knew what they were saying because they were so like Pleasantville. And they like, were. No, they know. probably just put two and two together and made that up. And they it makes sense. Know. It's a word that keeps you safe. You safe don't word. know, though. They could have been a bit more adventurous in the bedroom. I'm trying to cut down on that knowledge. I'm just saying it I could have happened. Know. I know. I don't like thinking about Please, that kind of stuff. mom, either. do not call and tell me that. When oh. I was at Playboy TV, we had a lot of things that we used to say, and I used to use the term reach around instead of a workaround. Well, there's a reach around for that. No. <laughs> and, and I just say it as a joke because you could really say anything there. And oftentimes, and I'd say that in a meeting, and, and like if they weren't people who worked for me, they'd be like, what did she just say? And you're like, <laughs> so, we're at Playboy TV. <laughs> you right, can say like, whatever you want. Your audience. But back to your question. Yes. Yes, earlier I said you should try everything. You should try everything if it is interesting to you or if it is a little bit intriguing to you. Clearly, autoerotic asphyxiation is not your bag. No, I don't, don't want try to it. Potentially die. Some people yeah. back door. No. Yeah. It's all about what you are intrigued about. Sometimes the things that we fear most are the things that we are most attracted to, right? And so you can think about it, but generally uh, don't try anything that scares you. Don't feel as if you have to do anything that you don't want to do. It's it's your choice, and you have 100% say in what you do and what you don't do at all times. And that needle can move. You can yes. be in the middle of something and say, you know what? I'm not good with this, and that's fine. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. You can change your mind. You can totally change your mind. You can change your mind in the middle. But I have a question about these things. So, like, I know that they all have, like, a name and they have a place. And obviously you've seen all the things in the world that you could see. I don't know about that. Well, the list we rattled off at least. Yes, I definitely have seen that. um, So my question, though, is... Are those things okay? Is there and okay by like mental health standards? Like at some point, is it crossing the line and you probably just need therapy or like sex rehab? Like, are any of them just not that they would be like taboo, but like actually bad for your mental health? Like you, like if you like to be doing this thing, is that like some sort of a red flag? Well, I think there's some judgment in this question because it's more just a curiosity because I wonder like the asphyxiation thing. Like, is it like you? You either almost want to not breathe or something, and then you want somebody else to not breathe if you're doing it to them. So, like, where does that come from? Why do you need that? 
You know, I don't know if this is really my core competency. Um, I know that a lot of people are attracted the th to the things that scare them the most, or they keep repeating patterns in their lives, and that often manifests in bed. But I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I really have the answer to that. I think I've heard that asphyxiation is it can um, intensify the orgasm so maybe yes. there's some sort of a I need this to feel really intense and maybe that that search for a massive feeling of intensity is where the root of the thing starts from but, but, so, but some people can only have an orgasm if they're wearing a, like a, a furry a duck costume oh true <laughs> yeah know, or, and that's or true. can only have an orgasm if they're wearing a diaper or mm -hmm. if they're with or people or with their with someone of the same sex or with the, or in their yeah. like chained to a wall whatever it is yeah, everybody's true. different and everybody has a thing yeah and i don't know exactly why everybody has a thing there's yeah. usually some sort yeah. of interesting thing. story they've got to find someone else who is okay with that thing right yeah or, or see someone else who will fulfill that for them yeah yeah. And then there's someone for everybody. And what did you discover when you did your, when you were like, okay, I'm at Playboy TV. I need to like know all of the things about sex. I need to immerse myself in this world. What were you surprised that you found that you liked or maybe were like, oh, I could see myself doing something like that? Or did you just sort of observe things? I actually walked in the door loaded with so much judgment. I mean, honestly, I was like, these people. How could you not though? Because. I mean, if it's not familiar to you, it's hard not to because not of to. everything we're taught and all that stuff. It's true. Up. And I grew up in a pretty hip, like my parents were very liberal and like I had like no weirdness around sex. There was no shame. So it's like I was OK with everything. But I walked into that place and I, you know, I met like a lot of, you know, sex workers and swingers and all these other people who were just really just doing whatever they wanted. And initially I had a ton of judgment about them until I actually saw them living their lives we did a show called Swing and, you know, I showed up on set and it's like we had like the sex room and all this lube and all these sex toys and all this stuff going on. And I was like, oh, these people ugh. and really hanging out on set with them for like five days. And I was like, OK, so let me get this straight. They're super happy, communicating nonstop, having tons and tons of sex, no judgment, no jealousy they're right and we're wrong like it everything inverted for me and and basically it's okay not to be cool with what people do it's as if it's okay to not want to do what they do sure it's just a question of whether or not you think you're better than them or judging them is the True. problem right True. there's a lot of stuff out there i have friends who are into kink stuff that i'm not into right does that make them better or worse than me no that just makes them into kink stuff and me a little bit more and vanilla. you have to be able to recognize when you're either worried about what someone's going to think of you, but I think more importantly, how you're judging yourself. Yeah. Like what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode. Am I okay? Do I, is everything okay down there? Like <laughs> you're already judging yourself and nobody else fucking cares. It's like you're your worst own worst enemy sometimes in these situations. You know what's so crazy is like when you just said that, it took me back to like high school and like when you think in high school or you hear somebody say something so childish, we're like, you smell or like, uh -huh. it's almost like you hear that in your head yes. coming from an adult. That's right, because shame can manifest in all sorts of ways. Yeah, and it's like it just takes – it's like you're being bullied back in high school, and, but you're like an well, adult and you have – everyone has that like thing that real hurts their ego, meaning like the voice in your head, right. not like the That's right. ego that people generally think like I'm conceited, I have an ego. Like the voice in your head, at some point in your developmental stages of life, child, teenage years, somebody did or said something that made that ego go, wait, what a second? And now it's almost like you're living the rest of your life trying to – prove your ego right 
It sounds counterproductive, but that's like what we do psychologically. See, I told you that I wasn't good enough. See, see, that guy doesn't want to date me. See, I knew it. Right. It's like, and then you, you're just stuck in a circle. That's right. right. Because maybe your dad was unkind to you. And so all you do is keep repeating that with other guys who are unkind to you because that's your, where you're comfortable. And that's where, and so, and then you can go see, I knew it. They I, all are I, the yeah. same way. Right. Those people. Now, can yeah. I get back to the labia for a second? Yes, yes please. Please okay. do. A couple weeks ago, I went to this class called Take Back the Speculum. Have you guys heard about this? No. no. What? Okay. <laughs> What's a speculum? The, the speculum the is a tool that your OBGYN inserts in you and goes click, 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 click. And, and it, it opens, opens up your Why back. is it like, it reminds me of like steampunk times or like the, <laughs> what's that show that was on, well, maybe Showtime or it was the doctor show. Oh, Masters of Sex? No. The other one about like the doctor with the forceps, but like. It was the old timey times. I forget what it was. Oh. The but it something. Does, it's a very the, archaic the tool. Something. It I don't does know. seem kind of wonky. Yeah. It seems super archaic. Like they literally found a, like a back alley doctor to come with their it's hanger. Like it looks and like a duck there. bill and yeah. it makes weird noises. And That's it's right. or like a shoehorn. Yeah. The two weird. together. That's right. Wait, why would you? What? Please explain this class. Okay, this so is so odd. I, I love that we're harping on the speculum because it's really it's really not the point. Although this is pretty. <laughs> All right. So. Um, there's this class and there's this woman who is a, a doula and a body worker and basically every vagina is best friend. She's a friend of mine. She teaches this class where she goes through an entire female anatomy lesson to the point where like there are certain parts of your body that were so-called discovered by male scientists and she refuses to use those names. You know, like the Grafenberg spot, the yeah, G spot. Yeah, She'd be yeah, like, yeah. That's not the Grafenberg spot. That's a urethral sponge or whatever. She's like, she refuses to use the name that some dude attached to female anatomy. Way, but she's talking about that. She's spot. talking about yeah. that. She, she, then you take a look at lots and lots and lots of labias and, and vulvas. You look at tons of vulvas. Pictures like of actual vulvas. pictures. Okay. Uh, actual pictures. Then... You basically, and you don't have to do this, but then you basically show everyone else in the room your vulva. And what happens is like there's this little thing, and you don't have to do this, but what happens is it immediately becomes totally normalized. Yeah. We're in within like five minutes, you could be talking about shoes. And it's just you, like someone's like, yeah, this is my vulva. And, you know, I'm kind of self-conscious because I feel like I've got a lot of ha- hair here or my lips. Da, da, da. And everyone's just kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And like next. And it's like it, it's nothing. I can see how that would like. The whole thing becomes yeah. normalizing yeah. and healing. Then. Oh, boy. She gives you a speculum. And you she shows you how to insert it. You have a mirror. I know it's freaky. Uh-huh. You have a mirror. You insert this thing. And you can find your cervix. What? You find your cervix. I went with a friend of mine who just happened the night before to say, I haven't looked at my vulva in 25 years. I'm like, you're coming to the thing to me tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> I hear her behind me, Wendy, come here, take a look at my cervix. Like literally, I'm like, get over here, take a look at my cervix to my friend. And what did it, look it was like? the craziest thing in the whole world. But you walked out of this room feeling great about your body. Yeah. Having a ton of knowledge. All of that shame that we all carry, it vanished. I bet. It's an amazing night. I mean, I feel like that would be completely and totally useful and helpful. I would probably benefit from that. I'm it's not. I mean, healing, I'm, dude. It's healing. Also, well, they, they teach you as a child like that. These are your private parts, and now they're they like, even call them private. Right? Yeah, I mean, exactly, private parts. So, like, you're, why do we wear pants? Why are there nudist colonies? Why are some people wearing pants in the rest of the world? Like, yeah. So it's kind of like you are this thing your whole life and then you're expected to like go to this class and take off your pants well, in because, front of everybody. Because as women, right, we're told from a very early age, don't let boys touch you, don't let anybody see your underwear, don't, 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 don't. It's like, it's like don't let anybody, don't. Run. And then by the time you're actually sexually active, like it's, it's no wonder that we have trouble finding 
finding pleasure because we were told this is bad. Don't let anyone look at this. And also, if you don't know what it looks like, I mean, the stupid diagrams they show you in fucking science class right. where you're barely paying attention. Those are so not helpful. I or think sexual. Just They're so ugly. Like, you know, there's cer- totally there's certain positions in bed for everybody where it hurts or it's uncomfortable. That's right. And it's different for everybody. I know what it is for me because I feel like there's certain ways that I cannot lay. And if like I'm if I'm having sex, it it's like feels like someone's punching me in the stomach. It's like pressure. It's right. I, if I had a mirror looking up my vagina into my cervix, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't make sense for me to like visually put it together that then I could figure out positions that feel better for me if, if I know what I'm working with maybe or but maybe not I don't know not every penis is at the same angle true some guys true. are bigger some guys are smaller yeah like you need to work these things out like if a guy's really big he can't get behind you sometimes yeah true yeah but if a guy's oh really God, like hit your neck right like but if a guy's really body. small get behind you yeah true yeah so it's yeah. like everything is different and again you probably are thinking there's something wrong with you and it's just a question. Well, it's just of a shame. Like I feel sometimes I feel like, oh well, if I I can't do, he might like that position, but I can't do it because it hurts. So now he probably did that with his last girlfriend or whatever, and so I'm not as fun. So what would happen if in bed you decided to put yourself first? Oh yeah, that's gonna be. And don't guys like that? Oh, I'm sure. Because then for them, there's like an attainable goal, and like they just want to win and like make you feel good. They want to be good in bed, but what? Right. I mean, like. What, how, what do you mean put myself first? So like without looking like a selfish lover, because nobody wants to look like that. Right. You don't want to look like a selfish lover, but it sounds to me that you're a lot of the stuff you're talking about. And I know we're just speaking in sort of hypothetical terms, but it's always about, well, he's not going to like this or he's going to, he's going to yeah, think yeah, this, he's yeah, going to yeah, think yeah, that. Yeah, 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 true. What do you want? I mean, not to, not for it to hurt. Okay. So when that's happening and it hurts, what should I just like I mean of course I let him know but like I just feel like it's like I don't know how many times do we have to do that before you're like hello that I can't that doesn't feel good for me but what if you listen I mean you could really say you know what you're a little too big this hurts (laughs) yeah true that's a cute compliment yeah right (laughs) yeah every guy's like oh yeah okay like oh well thank you yeah (laughs) yeah try that yeah that's or like find replacement positions that are equally as fun and maybe you in, like introduce new ones that yeah. wouldn't be that but it would be like enticing for him to try he doesn't want you to be hurting he wants yeah. you to be having a great well, time well then don't keep doing it well don't yeah well maybe yeah, that's true. something that you should not yeah you but know, also i think like that step five of your eight step uh hookup plan yeah like maybe you need to i st- think you're also <laughs> right though about like there's probably a part of me i mean sure there's a part of me that doesn't like maybe express like how badly I don't like it or it takes me a second to say I don't like like it or whatever because you don't want to be you want it you're thinking about somebody else you're not putting yourself first you want them you're enabling bad behavior or you're also thinking like man I should be able to do this because everyone else does it why not me so it goes back to what you were saying about like that there's something wrong with you but also porn yeah looks like nothing hurts and everything's great and we're all supposed to do all the fair share of that Wendy I did but porn is fake Okay, but like, can you ha- tell explain. all the men that? Explain all why it's fake. Like, they're actually having sex, are they not? They are having sex, but uh, one of the best ways I heard it described is like, it's sort of like they're stunt performers. Like, these are people who, I don't know too many women who some guy can walk up to them with like a 10 inch, you know, 10 inch heart on and they just start banging him. Yeah. We need to get ramp up time. Yeah. We need to get ready. And unless you're. Caden Cross or whomever it's first porn performer I could think uh, adult performer I could think of you know it's like we we need ramp up time these are not you know Cindy Gallup has a, has the 
website Make Love Not Porn, which really shows how actual people have sex right. instead of adult performers. And you should watch that with your partner. Everybody oh. should be watching that content with their partners because it's real couples and they're having real sex and it's not presentational and it's not all that altered and it is real sex. And probably shows like, real time for how long it takes to a woman to have an orgasm. All of the above. It doesn't yeah. just happen when you look at her or when you put it in. Are right. women having, uh, this is probably a stupid question, but women are having fake orgasms in porn. Of course they are. Yes. I mean, it's, it, many of them are having a great time, but yes, it's very presentational. Right. It's not real. It's sort of like saying, how come I can't fly because Superman can fly? Exactly. I'm still wondering that same question, <laughs> to be honest. If you can fly in your dreams and you can have sex with a ghost. Yeah. That is yeah. also another one That's of Wendy's crazy. podcasts. Can you explain to us about that, like, sex with a ghost? Is that a ghost of your I past? Mean, we, thought, we thought ghosting was bad in real life. Now <laughs> you're, like, having sex with a ghost. So you had a guest on Paranormal Karen. Yes. And she was talking about people have sex with ghosts. Like, this is a I real thing. I was really intrigued by that. I was, too. A lot of women, because I think it's kind of like the ultimate fantasy for women. Yeah. So it's a fantasy or there's really a ghost? Why are there no ghosts having sex with me? I feel like no one wants me. Well, some people say it's just lucid dreaming. Yes. And so it's sort of of like that state. Other people say, nope, there was an actual entity there. I I do know that, I mentioned mentioned my my interview with her, that people are going onto eBay and, and buying spells to attract ghosts. No. And like things to summons them. Yes. Stop. I feel like Pinterest has those recipes. Thousands <laughs> of like four star reviews. Yeah. Like all of them are like, this is amazing. But <laughs> it's crazy. Karen did say though, like, yeah. just be careful because you don't know what you're summoning. Yeah, you don't want to open that door because you probably can't close it. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I think that's sort of the same with anything. Like with the good, there is the bad. So like while it might pleasure you in one area, it also might. Yeah. I mean, there's have always the adverse a positive and negative. To you know, I don't know a lot about it, but I do know that if you have a sexual fantasy about having sex with a ghost, you should use that as just a masturbatory fantasy. Yeah. So you talk about that. You talk about on one of your Just the Tips shows, like how to master, no, how to um, have a threesome. Yes. Without having a third person. That was, that was a game changer. That's like a ghost of a celebrity. Well, that's absolutely right. Because basically my suggestion is you and your partner should pick the person and you could pick from a list of anyone. You could say Audrey Hepburn. You can stay, you know, you could say anyone you want. Yeah, classy. And then basically you have sex with each other and you act as if that person is there. And what's so great about doing that is, first of all, you find out a lot about your partner, (laughs) right? Because you find out, you know, what they would really be into or what they're attracted to or whatever. It's also super safe and you get to pretend that someone's there. So it's an opportunity for you to really get really freaky without being afraid that there's someone else who's going to be upset. Okay, so you're, I would be having sex with my partner, but I'm pretending he's Justin Timberlake. No, and he's, you're pretending Justin Timberlake is, is also there. Oh. But then how am I, oh, so I'm using like a toy for Justin Timberlake? Maybe. Or, what, or, or okay, whatever, or he could be both people. Or just your imagination. Like uh-huh. maybe, yeah, so then you also say something about like. It's like, I want you to go, I want you to get behind me, behind me while I go down on him. Okay, it's like, oh, how does that feel? Oh, that feels great. Oh, my God, how do you like his cock? Oh, it's incredible. Okay, got it. Hear you. I so like it, it. it also involves the talking A element. lot of the talking it's, because it's you have to narrate talking. what you're doing right. because there's not an actual person there. Right, exactly. Okay. And this is a gr- another really good way to start talking with your partner. And it might be easier for somebody to do that than talking directly to their partner. That might feel safer for somebody. You know, you're somebody. right, actually. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and yeah, it just feels a little bit less like, okay, I'm a little disconnected. So I, maybe I'm a little less vulnerable if that's your, if that's what you're worried about. I'm not talking directly to someone who is here. I'm talking to somebody else. Your partner doesn't want you to be stressed out. Your partner doesn't yeah. want you to be worried about them. Your partner wants you to be having a great time in bed. Your partner wants to be a, like an awesome sex haver, just like you and you and I, we all yeah. want to be great in bed. And so we just have to let go of the fear and the shame and all this shit that we're like worried about you know it's just like all the stuff that we as women have to walk through life we're you know we're judged on completely different levels and we've we're raised with so much shame it's like yes if we could just let go of that even if it's just in bed imagine how much better your sex life would be yeah and it's not I mean you're you're pretty much a different person nobody else sees you in that state even if you're vanilla or whatever you are, when you're in the bedroom and you're with a partner, there's a level of trust and vulnerability that nobody else sees you at. So you're already like part of the process. You're already letting go a lot. And if you want to be letting go more, great. But like already keep in mind, you're already like halfway there most of the time. It's not like you're, you know, doing something with somebody that you do for everyone else. It's like a very private, intense kind well, of a thing. Well, unless you are part of more of like a community. Well, right. I mean, I'm talking about people who maybe are trying to like expand their sexual horizons. Like you're already halfway there just having the sex. Like, right. why what do you mean by part of a community? Like uh, it would only be that you're only doing that with that one person. Unless you're you a were swinger doing it or right. unless you're like openly going to sex clubs or okay. whatever like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But those people, I mean, I think that they're already like reaching their sexual adventurous. Yeah. If you're hanging right. Yeah. 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 yeah sure. I would think that they're if they're doing that it takes a lot of courage to have oh. sex to get naked and have sex in front of all sorts of other people i mean i think you would have to be able to let go and focus all at the same time that's so many things it's hard i would i mean but you I'm get there i guess when never you try. but yeah i mean and then if you get more comfortable with it then it makes sense then probably that's you know when you have the most fun is when you're comfortable with it and yeah. also you can go to swingers clubs and not touch anyone else there are all sorts of different there's all sorts oh, of different really? types of swinging. you can just be a looker you could be you could be a voyeur okay you can also be an exhibitionist you can just go there with your boyfriend and just blow him right there in, in the middle of the sex room and if you, people are watching you that might be really exciting for you and no one will join you i mean you have to be like nope no, thanks. Okay, so people might, you have to be open to people maybe approaching you. So it's like a big room and everyone's just doing their own damn thing. It, maybe depends, on the or it depends on the club. It depends on the club. Oh, okay, so there's certain clubs where there's rules that you already know before you go into a room? Well, no. Yes, there are definitely rules before you go into a room. First of all, you're safer. I, I try to tell my friends this a lot. You, you are safer at a sex club than you are at a bar. Oh, I'm sure. Because a sex club, no means no. And there's zero tolerance for any transgressions. And is there like security around or and something? And there are also very few single men. Like almost zero. Wow. So, yeah, you, you, generally you can't go to a swinger or a lifestyle club unless you have a woman and a man. Oh, or right. Two women. Okay. Or two women. Or a single woman. But so single, you don't go as a solo person just looking to get down. As a it's male. hard for single yeah. guys. Yeah. They, uh, uh, there's like occasionally single guy night and they really have to prove that they're not doucheburgers. But, yeah, it's traditionally male-female or female-female couples. Now, how do people find these things? Because, like, I guess, well, we're not looking, so we don't know where they are. But, like... You don't just drive down Santa Monica Boulevard I mean, and see like sex it? club. Like, is it on Yelp? Or is this just like an underground thing or hearsay? Yeah, there are a couple on Yelp, actually. There's a there's a place here in L.A. called Club Joy, which is like, I mean, that's what they are. They are a sex club. And they're totally legal. Why would they not be, right? They're totally legal. Yeah. Yeah. 
you're consenting adults. Yeah, going to a dungeon is totally legal. Yeah, you know, it's like you are a consenting adult, and a lot of them um, don't sell alcohol. So right. you can, but you can bring your own alcohol, and they okay. just have mixers there. Wait, so do you pay an entry? Like, how do they stay open? A lot of them have membership fees where you pay to join, and then you pay an entry to go in there. So, okay. so you have to show up, and you have to be interviewed, and you have to prove that you're a couple. Or, wow. a, or a single lady. Everybody loves a single, single lady. Single lady is fine. All the unicorns in the club, everybody That's loves them. That's what a unicorn is, a, a single unicorn lady. Is a, single lady who, a unicorn is a single lady who has sex with both men and women. Oh, like oh. like your friend. Oh, no, she wasn't single. The adventurous woman. Right. Okay. Well, also, that makes sense why she'd be called a unicorn, because she does all the things. And also because yeah. she's highly highly coveted and very rare. Yeah. I, I I feel like I'm a unicorn except for the female part. Do you think most people invite are looking to invite unicorns into make a threesome or yeah, I think that's it. Right. Yeah. I think they're most of them. I mean, cause yeah, I I think just as, it's just as many men and women want to have sex with a third woman, by the way. Oh yeah. I I would think we learned that from your show because that's how she figured out she was bisexual, right? Women are less threatening. And I mean, I think you could still, I know girls that have had threesomes with women and that they prefer that, but they're not at all a lesbian or bisexual. They're just like fine with it. It's yeah, fine. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You could be totally fluid. Yeah. And then there's nothing wrong with being a lesbian or bisexual, but there's plenty of women who identify as 100% straight who hook up with other women. Yeah. Cause they're like, if I'm going to have a threesome, I don't want like two. I just, they just don't want it. Or I don't know. Maybe their, their dude is also like, I would rather have a woman and they're just more indifferent. Like it's a third party who cares. Yeah. The guy yeah. is pretty much probably going to say yes, but just have, just have a man say he'll be okay with another male, with another yeah. naked dude in the room. That's it's gonna rare. be tricky. Yeah. God, that should be a unicorn then too. Yeah. The I know people ma- call them a unicock, actually. No. That's amazing. <laughs> that and also great. makes a lot of sense. Makes sense. Yeah. A unicock it should be a a dude in the relationship who wants his wife to have sex with another dude. That's no, a nice no. guy. The unicock is the, the, the dude is the third. Really? He's the he's the rent yeah, he's the he's the guest star is the unicock. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he's a guest star. I mean, there that's true he could be recurring recurring right or recurring maybe you start out as a guest star and then you recur um what are so in your immersing yourself in the sex world did you find any like new sex trends that you were like oh that's a thing what's that thing for sure like Like what what? the fuck do we need to know about because Because i feel like i've been out of the game for all since november it's like that one time i did that yeah (laughs) so the last time you had sex was november yeah okay um i don't think i mean sex in general doesn't change obviously people have been doing it pretty much the same way putting the p in the the g or or the v in the back door or the back nine Whatever you prefer. But what are, are there, is there anything that you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? And then there's like these terms and shit. Like what are the kids doing these days? You know, the kids are actually, the kids are going to save us all because what's great about the kids is people in their twenties, the concept of gender and of like sexual, you know, uh, it's like women don't, aren't like, I'm not straight or I'm queer or it's like people are just hundred percent fluid. Yeah. Men, women, everybody's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like labels in terms of like what your preference is and where you are on the spectrum, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. So what's happening is you've got now a whole generation of people who are just open-minded, having fun. Group sex is very big with younger people. Really? Yeah. There's like a whole ton of that going on. A lot of swingers clubs, a lot. That used to be people in their 40s and 50s who were married and basically tired of boning each other. Yeah. But now you have a lot of younger (laughs) people. Younger people who are like super down with group sex and it's no big whoop. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, so you would go to a sex club for that, or you could like well, invite there's private people. sex parties. Yeah. People have private yeah. sex parties all right. the time. Is that not still called an orgy? It's now group sex, or it's the same? Same thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. orgy. I always think of like some sort of like you know Roman time and <laughs> people wearing togas. I don't know. Maybe there's a forcep in there somewhere. Maybe. Ugh. Maybe. Uh, speculum. A speculum. Oh. Uh. It's like there's. But tools yeah, a lot things. of people are having a lot of younger people are having sex parties, and you know, we you have to be careful. You have to be mindful with STIs, etc. And you have, you know you have to be very careful because. A lot of people have, you know, had the vaccinations and they think they can't get HPV, et cetera. But there's lots of different strains and there's lots of, I think STDs are really climbing because so many guys are taking prep. So they won't. And so you have to be really, really mindful about that. Right. Hmm. But I mean, I think those, all those things are good that they're out there, but I don't think it's an excuse to be careless when. No, of course not. And And if you're at one of these things and you're trying to be sexually adventurous saying no to things like that and having a boundary about like your health and safety is totally not going to make you I don't think anybody would probably shame you in those situations I mean if if they were you're in the wrong place it's like someone shaming you for wanting to wear a bike helmet or your seatbelt exactly well but people like okay so going back to the stigmas and things that we grew up like when a guy says like Oh, like, uh, you don't fit in that condom. Or I can't, or I can't come can't, if I'm right. wearing a condom. And then you want to be the cool girl. And I don't know why cool girl ever became a term. Because yeah. who decided that was cool? That you can just, you know, be reckless Maybe get with me your pregnant life. or give me AIDS. No right. thanks. Not okay, cool. cool. Sign Not me a cute look. That shit. Um, like... It, I forget where I was even going. Oh, well, I feel that, like, like, is that a bad sign, A? And B, like, you don't... don't and get, How do you gracefully get yourself out of that maybe right okay, and so like you're be single comfortable with, you meet a guy you're yeah. getting ready to have sex you say hey you know you assume he's going to put on a condom and he says you know what i haven't had sex with anyone for 10 years i'm totally clean uh i had a sex t- I, you know i had a i had a test pretty recently uh, i'm fine and i can't i can't wear condoms because my i'm allergic to everything <laughs> what do you say you have to leave yeah ta-ta yeah. But also, I think that's because my 34-year-old self knows better. My younger self would have been like, okay, cool. It's going to feel good, and he can't, and he's fine and clean, and that sounds like a great idea. Or even if you know like that might not be true, you're like, it's not going to happen to me. Like You talk yourself into it. But if you're younger and you're not, where you're worried about all those things, just, I mean, there's really nothing wrong with just ending it right there. Right. And like, there's no way that you shouldn't feel bad about that. Or the fear of being like too uptight or too rigid or not fun enough because you're not adventurous and free loving without condoms what if you really want to have sex with this person and now you have to you're disappointed like you still have to brace yourself for that aspect too listen rules are rules and the only people who get mad about you having boundaries are the people who took advantage of you not having them exactly so if some guy's like listen i can't hit that unless i bear back be like well not no yeah. not Sorry. today Satan. And anybody who eventually is really interested in you or is okay with your boundaries and someone that you want to spend more time with is going to be okay with that it's like I do listen to this other podcast and they tell a lot of like murdery stories and they <laughs> always say fuck being polite like if you're walking down a street and someone's walking too close to you and it's dark like say get the fuck away from me don't feel bad about like oh well I, I felt bad and I didn't want it to like overreact and then he fucking pulled me in a car and raped me like don't fuck being polite because anybody who isn't actually trying to hurt you or rape you or murder you is gonna feel bad and step back and say, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't mean to whatever see as women it's like we were raised to manage everyone else's feelings yeah make sure everybody's totally. okay it's exhausting we're, we're physically built to acquiesce yep you know and it, it is exhausting 
but nothing is sexier than being like, nope, these are my rules. I and agree I'm good with that. Right. I agree. Well, but that's also like being a high value woman is what they say, or high value human is to have boundaries. And because people then start to respect your boundaries yeah. and they adjust accordingly or they can go fuck themselves. Well, that's Literally, absolutely right. Do you, you want to be? Do you want to be hooking? Do you want to be with people who don't respect your boundaries? No, not no. ever. Also, I would like. I like to address "go fuck yourself" as a saying, because fucking yourself is not terrible. So why go fuck yourself as a bad saying? Like, yeah, how is that an insult? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Okay. Have fun. Maybe we should rebrand that. <laughs> we should rebrand right. that along with "don't be a pussy." Right. Because for the, sure, I thought those were that's cool. Everyone bullshit. wants that. that that's right. Some, yeah. And also, we've talked about this. It's like such a cliche thing to say at this point, but it's like balls, you can't even breathe on them without like killing the guy. Why would you want to grow a pair of that? Don't grow a pair of those things. They don't do shit. They're way sensitive and they're wrinkly and stupid looking. That's right. Your pussy can take a pounding. Exactly. So (laughs) you should want to be a pussy. That's right. Right? Yes. This is a meme in the making. You know what? I feel like you're right, Wendy. These young kids with their gender fluidity Mm -hmm. and sexuality and the thoughts about these kind of things, all that shit's going out the window. That's right. I think we're about to like get, we're on the forefront of some big changes like politically, sexually, just world human We absolutely are. Just imagine 25, even 10 years ago having such an open conversation about transgender people or being non-binary and people like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, what's that? Now it's like, okay, guys. Got it. I understand. Okay. You do. Like people understand. Right. Yeah. And they're moving on. Well, hopefully they are. I mean, in some cases, they're oh, not. Well. But no, I mean, they're still haters. I would like to know what all the letters stand for. Do you know? LGBTQIA. And now I think there's oh. like a couple more letters oh, they've I added. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It changes at least weekly. I'm telling it you It does, right actually. There's always another letter to What's the- I and A? Um, if only there was a place we could type in this question oh, and get the answers in front of us. Let's yeah, find I don't out. know. Uh, I, I have a transgender son. I should know this, but uh, well, shit. Um, Maybe we need to text your transgender son and ask him. I got it. Okay, what do we? What got? is it? LGBTQIA refers oh. to the entire alphabet, but actually, it refers to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, queer. or questioning, intersex. And asexual or allied. Oh, that makes sense. But intersex, intersex what's that? is when you have both both sex organs at the same time. Frequently, people used to say hermaphrodite. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I like intersex because yeah. it's inner and it's sexual. Oh, that's but now, fun. I would like to know about queer or questioning. And how that's different from gay or lesbian. Because you can be queer, because a lot of people identify as being queer, that maybe they hook up with people of the same sex kind of every once in a while, and they identify as not being straight, but not being oh, lesbian or gay. It's, sort, it. of, it's sort of a, a kind of a middle ground. Yeah. And so queer is for people who identify as not necessarily being straight, but don't totally want to be identifying as gay or lesbian. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Um, and then yeah. what if so also now speaking of if you have a transgender son, I have a question about this. Well, it's actually not my question. I think people wonder about this, but I think I know the answer. So your son is a male. Does he is he sexually attracted to other males or is he sexually attracted to f- females or both? So I don't think it's a general uh, hard and fast rule for okay. everyone, but he started. Oh, out, well, obviously he started out as a woman and a lesbian and then when he started to go through, um, when he started to take testosterone and he had 
confirmation surgery, a top surgery, something happened with the testosterone where suddenly he became very interested in men. Interesting. All of a sudden. Really? And apparently this is a very common thing. I was going to say that I would imagine that would be a common thing. Right. That's also got to be a very hard thing to like have all those changes at one time. Yeah, so how like did he deal you change with your body. You basically you change... go through menopause, puberty, your, <sighs> like your everything changes all at once. It's very difficult to deal with. I could not imagine taking all of that in at one. But I mean, what you don't, it, it obviously is also feeling natural. I think when those changes are happening because he's feeling, it's not like he's deciding. I need to now like this or that. That's not how it works. So it's he's it's just going with the flow. Yeah, and exactly. again, this is someone who spent the first 30 plus years of his life feeling like he was in the wrong body. Oh, that must have been. I can't even imagine. Horror. But Horror. also having a mother like you who's very knowledgeable in all of these things and open to everything must have been at least a safe space or one would. One yes. would think, but I think, again, it's you put your not, own yeah. judgment on yourself. And I'm sure he was living with judging himself or not. I'm, I'm because assuming. of the world we live in, yeah. probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess. Yeah. Well, he, you know, I, he is not my birth son. And I met him at a retreat. And instantly, I, you know, he was a she at the time and checked in and said some things about um, his parents that were just not accepting. It were heartbreaking to me. Mm. And I just, I stood up and I'm like, I, st- I said, I'm going to. That's it. I'm I'm gonna adopt you. I'm gonna be the best queer mom you've ever had. I'm gonna get all P flag up in this bullshit. Yeah, P flag. And I'm gonna be the greatest, greatest gay mom of all time. I love P flag. And so P flag. Parents and friends of lesbians and gays. Yeah, it's for parents who have What gay is kids. with these acronyms? Well, I'm that's an gonna... old one. That's a really old well, one. That's an old one. I thought one. it P stood for a different P. No, P flag. Mm. It, it, reality bites taught me that oh. that movie that, oh, that's cool and so i took him to you know sweet. get his first shots and i took him to you know buy boy underpants it's like i was just the best mom i could ever have because he could ever have did you know that 40 percent of transgender kids commit suicide oh i do i not yeah. doubt that Four zero. that's but i mean that's like a level of depression and confusion and feeling isolated and different than everybody that not accepted how could anyone survive that without think a about support the system? shame that we were talking about that we feel about our fucking vaginas can't Just even potentially be a little dirty and we are incredibly privileged compared yes. right. to someone who is walking around in the wrong body and with the world looking Just, at them like what are you yeah right so it's like we could check our privilege at the door when you look at someone yeah. who's in the wrong fucking body hell yeah yeah Oh, yeah, that's not even a contest. Because like, suddenly no. your labia doesn't really... Who cares? doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't also, matter. do you want labia? Who cares at that point? I like, mean, I could get rid of mine. I don't really give a fuck. Really? Guess, I mean, I don't know what it is. It's not like it's doing anything there. You know, the clitoris is like the only organ that's com- made completely just for pleasure. Yes. That, that no can one stay. else has that. Yeah. That's that cute. can stay. But the other things... Don't yeah, that's cute. Like we have that as an added bonus to birth. Like, I mean, And you right? get a clitoris. Well, of course. Thank you for that. After right. all the other shit Got that we go through. Birth right? things and do all the things with things. It's not. It's all it's exhausting. There's lots of things. What did you say about women? Where are the people that something what i don't know oh we have to please everyone or help everyone oh yeah oh we, yeah yeah we we make we are responsible for everyone else's feelings and we have to make sure everybody else is happy that's some sort of burden that's been put on us for some bullshit reason well the least yeah. we could do is get a clitoris and if we're and good at making people that also happy knows how to use it that yeah. and if we're good at making people happy why don't we use that power for our own selves Right. This is what I'm saying. It's kind of like when you meet someone who's so super rad and you're thinking, wow, this person is confident and they're doing their thing. And who wouldn't want to have sex with someone like that? Yeah. So it basically raises your stock in bed. A million percent. Going and like meeting guys and not, I don't mean like being like some psycho, like totally cocky, you know, psychopath, but being like, yeah, this is what I like. This is who I am. This is what I'm into. And 
this is what I'm not into and deal with it. Everybody likes somebody like in those shoes, I yeah. think. Yeah. That knows themselves because in any you don't aspect. want to deal with somebody insecure yeah. also right because then you don't want to be backing into dating being like, oh, I hope somebody doesn't hate my ass. Like whatever yeah. <laughs> bullshit questions that we just rack ourselves with that are just a waste of time and energy. Yeah. That only really it's your own. Check like, your own judgment at the door. You are right. really, really pretty and very sexy. Like Me? I Yes, you. Oh. So I can't, I can't, it's like, it's, it's interesting Yay. that, you know, I, I see you having a great opportunity just for having fun. To, to me, it's just not fun. Advantage. That's the thing. It's not fun with stranger danger. Like for me, oh, it, yeah, yeah. if I don't really like somebody, I'm not going to have fun with but them. But when you find that person, then I would have, have all yeah. the fun. I used to be so good at sex. I was told this by my ex, ex-boyfriend. You probably still are. He told his current girlfriend that I was the best at sex. Meanwhile, I haven't done it in a long time. So well, that's I don't think like I'm good anymore. It's like riding a bike. It's You'll like, be fine. Yeah. Is it? And on a, like, to be honest, the thought of giving a blowjob in my future, I'm like... I have to do that again. Like I thought, it'll be so different I, when it, you did like I age the person. When yeah. someone you love, oh, it's like just gonna age know. out of blowjobs. Yeah, like at what point? That's do we, for like, twelve teens. I feel like that's like a tr- like the kickstand. Like I can now ride freely. You I train wheels. Yeah, that. <laughs> The kickstand. She de- first of all, Wendy. She doesn't get any sayings right ever. No, I didn't even know what you were saying. I just went with it. But yeah, no kickstand, training wheels. Training it's wheels, like the you know? where she's the worst at the it. The bumpers at bowling. You but know. you know what? You can, I mean, listen, it's like, yeah, you can say, listen, I've, I've given enough blowjobs. I'm done. Yeah. You can say that. I've retired. You could be that person. That job has I mean, ended. you could. You could be that person. But I feel like you're not that type of person in general. And no. I think that when you get comfortable and you like having sex with somebody, they're doing a really good job of pleasing you. Like, yeah. you're going to want to reciprocate. Exactly. Totally. When you meet this guy, you're going to want to rock his world. Yeah. Totally. But here's the thing. I'm so out of practice now. I will have a fear that I cannot give a proper blowjob Okay, again. so then how do, before we wrap up, how do, what advice do you give people who are out of practice and they need to like, are already dealing with fears all that women deal with all the time? But now you're like, I'm afraid because I haven't done it in a while. Like, what what, what do you I'm say bad? to take that fear out of the game? If a guy's penis is in your mouth, I don't think he's going to be mad at you. I mean, that's a really good fucking point. That is point. a good point. That, that's not, then great. I don't have to do much more. And listen, <laughs> you don't have to give a blowjob till they come. Like, nobody wants to do that anyway. They probably want to have sex. So just do it for like two minutes and then go move on. I love moving on. That's what I'm saying. And then maybe next me. time it's longer. But like just give a little, you know, and tease and then you move Yay, on. Yay, it's so big. Just get, you know, it's like everything else. You just get back on the bike and you, know, you learn your skills. And you and ride the bike like a whore. I you, do, I don't have training like wheels the anymore, West Hollywood. Do. You're the West Hollywood tricycle. Everyone's taking a ride. No, so you know what? I'm like the new ones that are like electric. That, oh, yeah. That you're like a bird help. scooter. Yeah. <laughs> you have a motor that's helping you go. And that motor is your own self-confidence. Oh, that's beautiful. Every single one of us has the opportunity to ask for what we want in bed, make sure that we're pleased, put ourselves first, because that is very sexy to a partner. Hell yeah. And that I think would probably be, we always end our show with like, if you had one piece of advice to help uncomplicate people's lives, like what would it be? It's probably that. Maybe it's something else. What? Yeah, I think that was pretty. I wish yeah. I, I wish I'd known. I could have said that later. Well, uh, I was trying to. And then <laughs> I, I might be out of profound stuff. I, yeah. I would say separate the shame and the judgment from sex. Learn how to enjoy sex. Learn how to advocate for yourself. Learn how to love your body because the person you're with is probably feeling very lucky just to be next to you. And they should be. Cute. You should know that. Yeah. I I agree. Think about that. Even just thinking about going into it, thinking about that. They 
should feel very lucky and probably do feel very lucky to be here with me right now. Like that is a good motivating starter. Even your, yes. f- even your fiance, even yeah. your husband, they're yeah. all like, yay, I get to have sex. Yeah. They're true. happy about it. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, basically you're, you're, you're coming in, you're, you're playing with house money. You're exactly oh, I like that analogy. That's you are. True. It's yeah. true. Okay. So go into it like that everyone should be grateful one day when I do that again I'll feel that and then you can report back to us but I'm sure you'll be very successful at it I hope so I bet you will I bet you will too I'm a betting girl and I bet on my money I bet my house money on it oh look at that I know Wendy thank you so much for joining us this has been great thanks you guys for having me on I've had such a fun time I mean I feel very sex education I know I'm like maybe I should go have sex with someone I think now you should because you have a whole many like all the things that you're all this knowledge in your brain I have you it. need to put it to good use maybe mm-hmm. you haven't been having sex with someone because you haven't found anyone worthy of you yet that's I, all and that's, that's how I, I honestly feel. I do think that's what yeah. her yeah she, something wrong with the dry spell and so then you know now I mean you know you could have sex whenever you want Thanks. But you're choosing not to. So now you can go into this experience less fearful knowing they are lucky to be with me right And that now. is how I feel because at that point I will have chosen them. Yes, <laughs> yes. I have selected them to be the one. So now you're already on top or on bottom. Oh, look at depending that. Depending on what you prefer or both when you're going into it. Um, Wendy, again, thank you so much. Please remind everyone where they can find you. So my uh, show, Sex Ed the Musical, you can get it on iTunes. You can also go to sexedthemusical.com. And uh, I'm on Instagram at Sex Ed Musical Podcast. And I'm barely on Twitter. I've got to up my game on YouTube. I'm just not, I don't have it dialed in yet. But sexedthemusical.com or sexedthemusical on iTunes, Spotify, etc. And you, you guys, listening is just great because it is like a, a vocal gymnastic party in your ear there's like beautiful voices and jingles and segments and like it is you only just really need to listen that's all it is very entertaining so go find wendy at all the places she mentioned and don't forget to tune in next week we have our guest danielle savory she is host of the modern mindful podcast or it's actually um it's my pleasure podcast and she has created this coaching world with that is called like the modern mindfulness and her podcast is also very great um and a lot of very sexual too which is always fun we're gonna be talking about sex all the live long day so don't forget to tune into that next week and you can follow us on social media at complicated show and jen where can everyone find you you can all find me at jennifer golden on all the social media platforms and lauren where can they find you you can find me at lauren leonelli on all the social media although i don't know who that person is or not jen but hashtag not Jen <laughs> at Lauren Leonelli on all the social media yes and guys again don't forget you want to join our class of master daters so tune in next week follow um, us on all the social media platforms and rate and comment on our show on iTunes alright we'll see you then guys love, love you a long, long time, time.